0: Let's get into this today. Philippians chapter four. I read these verses to you last week. I'll read them again. It says this Philippians four, four, always be full of joy in the Lord. And I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considered in all that you do, and remember the Lord's coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He has done. And then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace Will be with you. One day, a very wealthy father took his son uh, to, on a trip into the country, okay? And so, what he did was he took his, his son to visit some people that were tenant farmers, very poor people, because as a wealthy man, he wanted to show his son how poor people lived so his son to realize exactly how blessed that they were. And so they spent a couple days and nights on the farm with these tenant farmers and these very poor people. And so at the end of the trip, they're driving home and the father asked his son, he said, what did you think about the time that we spent with that family? And the, fa- and the son began to talk. He said, you know what? He said, dad, I noticed, I noticed this. We have one dog and they have four dogs. And uh, he said, I think that's really really pretty neat. He said, "Uh, we have a a swimming pool that reaches to the middle of our garden, and they have a creek that has no end. We have imported lanterns in our garden, and they have the stars in the sky. Our patio reaches all the way, way around their house, but they've got the whole horizon. We've got a small piece of land to live on, but they've got fields that go on and on and on. We have servants to help us and to serve us, but they serve other people. We buy our food, but they grow their food. We have walls around our property to protect us, and they have friends to protect them. The boy's father was speechless, and then the son added, he said, thanks, Dad, for showing me how poor that we really are. You know, our attitude and perspective have everything to do with how we look at life and how we view the things that are around about you. And I talked to you last week, my attitude will impact my peace. My attitude is the difference between a good day and a bad day. My attitude can be my most treasured asset or it can be my most devastating uh, liability in my life. Because the the attitude that I have can cause me to count my blessings or to complain about everything that's going on in my life. My my attitude is the reason why I'm bitter. My attitude might be the reason that I'm jealous. My attitude says whether or not I've got peace or whether or not I've got just a, a mess going on on the inside of me. But rather my peace comes when my life and my walk with Jesus Christ is right and I've got to take control. I talked to you about these things last week. I've got to take control of my attitude or my attitude will take control of me. I I choose to work on my attitude or my attitude works on me. I talked to you about all these things last week. God has got a plan for us today that that, re, that that shows us his plan for peace It's found in Philippians chapter four. And I want you to understand this about Philippians chapter four. When, you know, I, I look at the book of Philippians, and uh, when I'm reading through the Bible and I get to Philippians, it's one of my favorite books in the entire Bible. I'm, I love, I'm flipped over Philippians, okay? And when I get to that book, I think, man, I'm just going to really enjoy this. But did you under, I want you to understand this, that when Paul wrote the book of Philippians, he was in a Roman jail chained to a guard. You see, I find it's a book of encouragement. But Paul, there he was, he's in a, he's in a damp, dark, musty prison cell, and he's writing about the joy of the Lord and the things of God. You see, Paul, if he could maintain a positive attitude in those circumstances, just think how well you and I can do if we'll latch on to what Paul wrote in Philippians in our our everyday life. It'll revolutionize the way that we look at things. The very first truth I wanna talk to you about today is this. We've gotta learn to rejoice you got to learn to rejoice. We've got to learn to be glad. We've got to learn to to let the joy of the Lord be our strength. So this morning, learn to rejoice. In Philippians 4, 4, Paul says this, always be full of joy in the Lord. False joy comes from materialism. False joy comes from illicit activities. But we've got to make up our mind I am going to be full of joy no matter what happens. No matter what the forecast says, I'm going to be full of the joy of the Lord and I'm going to learn to rejoice regardless of my circumstance. And real joy comes from walking with the Lord. Real joy it comes from knowing that I'm not my own source, but God is my source. And God is my strength and that is where my joy comes, and I'm learning to rejoice. You know, I I believe that that when Jesus walked to the earth, I was talking to a lady after church uh, just last Sunday. I don't think she's here this morning, but we were talking after church, and uh, I told her, I said, you know what, I think that Jesus was a fellow that knew how to rejoice, because everywhere that Jesus went, there was a crowd that was gathered around about him, okay? Everywhere that, Jesus went, you say, Pastor Bob, this doesn't sound very spiritual. Listen, you look at the Scripture, you examine the Scripture, and the Pharisees said that Jesus was just a partier, okay? He's always out having a good time. He's not, his disciples aren't fasting, okay? His disciples aren't doing seemingly spiritual things. They're always having a good time. They're hanging out with tax collectors and notorious sinners. You know why? Because Jesus knew how to rejoice. And, and joy came, joy just flowed from Jesus. It flowed from his being. And we love, I love to be around people that know how to rejoice. I love to be around people that know how to joke around a little bit, okay? I, I enjoy being, being around people that got a smile on their face, We've got to learn to rejoice. Jesus learned. Jesus didn't learn it. He knew it. He knew how to rejoice. And the crowds were drawn to Jesus. In a broken world, Jesus projects a spirit of hope and rejoicing. Let's learn to laugh and let's learn to enjoy life. Paul said this in verse 5. He said, be considerate in all that you do. Be considerate of what God, be considerate that everything that we do, we do is unto the Lord. That everything we do, we realize that, that God has called us, God has commissioned us, God has given us strength, that everything that we do, and if that thing could, could be, include rejoicing and encouraging other people and inspiring other people and leading your children and leading your family and leading your loved ones. Consider it in all that we do. We can't be sold out out for God one day and then ready to quit the next. But be considerate in all that you do. Be considerate of other people in all that you do. Be considerate of the feelings of other people in everything that you do. Be consistent in your walk with God. Your family needs to see that you are consistent. Your friends need to see that you are consistent. Be consistent and considerate in everything that you do. So the first truth is this, let's learn to rejoice. Secondly, prayer is the solution to worry. Philippians 4, 6 says this. Here's what Paul said. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. You know, most of us have got a PhD in worry. You know, we, we, we're good warriors. We, we just, it's like we enjoy worrying. We worry about stuff that ain't, that's never going to happen, okay? We worry about things, but Paul said this, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Prayer is the solution to worry. But rather, Paul said this, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he's done. I was sitting around last year, I was sitting in May, I was sitting, and, and many times I will, I will rise in the morning and I'll read my Bible, okay? It works, it's the best time for me, okay? I wanna, I wanna read the Bible early, okay? Because if I don't and I wait as the day unfolds, I find it's 10 o'clock at night and I haven't read my Bible yet, okay? So I'm sitting, I'm reading the word of God, and on that particular morning, I read a verse. I read a verse in the Bible. It was Philippians chapter four, verse six. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that you've done, all that He's done. You know what God said to me, Bob? What are you worrying about? God, God said, What are you so consumed with in your worry? And let me tell you, I was consumed. About a year ago last May, I was consumed with worry, okay? You know what I was consumed with worry? Over this crazy parking lot. I knew our money, I knew the money to build this building was running out, and yet we had tens of thousands of dollars, and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars worth of work that still needed to be done. God said this on that morning. He said, Bob, what are you worried about? He said, Bob, what do you need? Tell me what you need. Because the scripture says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. God said, Bob, what do you need to pray about? Tell me what you need. And so I said, okay, God, here's what I need. God, I need excavating, you know. God, I need gravel. God, I need uh, concrete. I need a crew. I need a parking lot. I began to name off all these things that we needed. And the building was still unfinished, okay? And so I just, I told it to God. I told it to God. I said, God, here's what I need. I'm giving you this thing I've been worried about. on that morning, I gave it to God. Before that day was over, a guy called me on the phone and he said, hey, what about the parking lot? I said we really need to get something going. He said, "Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be there Friday and we'll talk about it." And uh, this guy came, we talked, he's actually my cousin, lives in Lebanon, Missouri, is a has a con- concrete contractor and he came and uh, within 2 weeks we're working on the parking lot, okay? Within 2 weeks uh, dirt is being moved. There's excavating that's happening. There's all kinds of underground work that's being done, and all kinds of drainage that's drainage pipe that's going underneath. And we're the whole thing's coming together. Okay, you know what? I I prayed God show me this. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. You know, tell God what you need. Thank Him for what He's already. This works. Okay, and I want to encourage you. It'll work in your life. Stop worrying about it, because. Prayer is the solution to worry. Okay? And there's a lot of us, we worry, we worry way too much. Paul said this, don't worry about anything. Human nature, we worry about all kinds of things. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. Open up your mouth and tell God exactly what you need. And then... Thank him for what he's already done. Say, God, thank you for thank you for that miracle that you've already given. Thank you, Lord, the time that I didn't know where I didn't know where the answer was going to come from, and God, you you just come through at the right time. Thank him for what he, he's already done. This works today. It works. God did not create us to live in worry, but rather worry is a device of the devil. It is a distraction from peace. And worry and peace are like oil and water. You cannot mix them. And as long as you worry, you will never have peace of mind. And worry will keep you from praying. Worry and prayer do not, join, do not mix together, but rather prayer is a solution to worry. There was a, there was a study done in, in, in 2008. And here's what the study found in that 2008. That's 15 years ago. It found that a person will spend six and a half years of their life worrying. Wow, six and a half years of life worrying. Wow, that's a lot of time. Six and a half years. That was the study done 15 years ago. They did another study in 2017 among millennials, and they found that then in 2017, That millennials spent the equivalent of 63 full days per year worried or stressed out. Okay? Let me put it in terms that you can maybe understand. That's one-sixth of the year stressed out. You say, Pastor Bob, you don't know me because I'm stressed out every single day. Okay? I'm worried every single day. Paul said this, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Your worry is not going to solve one thing. You're not going to solve one problem by worrying. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Tell God. Speak it out. Verbalize it. And then thank him for what he's already done. Thank him for the victory that you've already got in your life today. Because God did not create us to live in worry. Prayer is the solution to worry. Paul taught us in the scripture. Let me go on. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And then, here's what happens, okay? When you stop worrying, when you begin to pray about everything, when you tell God what you need and you thank him for what you've done, here's here's what's going to happen, verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Peace is God's plan for your life. Worry is not God's plan for your life. That's the devil's plan for your life. It's to keep you stressed out, worn out. It's to keep you down. It's to keep you discouraged. It's to keep you defeated today. But worry is a distraction today. But peace is God's plan for your life. God will give, us, give you peace that this world cannot understand He will give us peace that is beyond human comprehension. It's it's a supernatural thing. He said that peace will exceed anything we can understand. The peace of God will guard our hearts. It's going to guard our minds. Even in the storm, God will give us peace today. He's going to give us peace. Now, life... You know, I told you last week, and I'll probably talk about this in in coming weeks a little bit, but life is full of change. We talked about it a little bit last week. Life is full of loss. Many times life is full of tragedy, okay? There's all these things that happen in our life. But he said this, if we will stop worrying and we'll start praying about it, That rather than have worry and rather than have stress and rather than have anxiety, that we can have the peace of God. God will give us, even in the storm. Why? Because God is constant. He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And even in the storm, I can have peace. Because God is my source. Because my my strength comes from God. Because God's ways are higher than my ways. God's understanding is higher than my understanding. God can do more for me in 30 seconds than I can do in 20 years of worrying. Did you know that? God can take your situation like that and change it right now. You say, Pastor Rob, that's just a fairy tale. That's just pie in the sky. No, listen, it's, it's worked for me many times, okay? That God has showed up when I didn't think there's any way that God's going to show up, God showed up. But your worry is not going to get you anywhere. It's praying about everything. It's telling God what you need. It's thanking Him for exactly what He's done, and then peace comes in. Peace comes in. Peace guards our mind as we get. The, you got to understand this. This is a part of this verse I want you to show. Show you. It says this. His peace will guard your hearts and minds, look at this, as you live in Christ Jesus. Okay? Let me talk about this for a minute. As you live in Christ Jesus, you can't live for Christ Jesus one day a week and expect to have peace. Okay? You can't live for Jesus on Christmas and Easter and expect expect to have peace. Okay? Okay? He said, you'll have peace. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds as you continue to live in Jesus Christ. We're living in him continually, not just for a couple of hours, not just for a couple of moments, not just on a Sunday morning, but rather we're living in Christ 24-7, 365 days a year. Now listen, I understand we've got to go about our daily activities. We've got to go, we've got to go to work. We've got to raise our families. We've got to do all the. We've got so many things that we can do. But there's another place in Scripture where Paul tells us this. He says, "Pray without ceasing." We're in a, we're in a continual communication with God. Continually, okay. The line is always open. You know what breaks the connection? When we give in to sin and temptation, okay, and we say the the Holy Spirit's dealing with say, not now, God, not now, not now, not now. But peace invades our hearts and minds as we continue to live in Jesus Christ each moment of every single day. We're living in him. Let me go on. Philippians 4.8. And now, my brothers and sisters, my dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. You have got to fix your mind on what is true. You've got to, our feelings are so deceitful, okay? Our emotions are deceitful. We've got to fix our minds on what is true. You know, the devil will try to fill our mind with all kinds of false ideas and temptations and scenarios. He'll try to tell us all kinds of things. But Paul says this, he said, Fix your thoughts on what is true, okay? He said, you've got to fix your thoughts. What is true, okay? Thy word is truth. God's word is true. We've got to fix our mind upon the word of God. We've got to fix our mind on what God says about us. We've got to fix our mind on who God says we are, Okay? We got to fix our mind on what God has promised that he is going to be our source that he is going to be our provision that he is going to be our the anchor for our soul. We're fixing our mind on the truth today. We're fixing our mind on all these things. We we he he goes on to talk about fixing our mind on things that are noble. Fixing our minds on things that are honest and that are right and that are pure. We're fixing our thoughts. We're getting rid of the bitterness. We're getting rid of the anger. We're getting rid of the resentment. We're learning to forgive other people. We're, 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 we're fixing our thoughts upon everything that is good and that is lovely and of a good report. We're fixing our mind upon truth. And that's when peace comes when we fix our mind upon those things today. Don't spread gossip. Don't spread rumors and half-truths. There was a pastor. He heard that two ladies in his church were spreading a lot of gossip. And so the pastor called the two ladies into the church. And he said, you know, ladies, I just love you guys so much. You've been such a blessing to the church. But he said, I heard you guys have been spreading some gossip. And the lady said, Pastor, we would never tell anything. We would never spread gossip. We would never spread lies. And the other lady said, that's right, Pastor. We would never tell something that's not true because everything that we're sharing is the truth, okay? It might be the truth, but just don't share it, okay? Don't be telling it. Don't be spreading it. It's serving no No, productive. Nothing productive is coming from that today, but Paul teaches us this. He says, think upon things that are virtuous. Think upon things that are excellent. Think upon things that are praiseworthy today. Verse 9, Philippians 4.9. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me. And everything you heard from me. Is that, is, that, is that music coming from heaven or is that? I guess this team's trying to tell me it's over. I don't know, Okay. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. The third point, the third truth is this. Keep practicing God's peace. Now, many of you have children that play sports. Some of you might still play sports, okay? Maybe you're on a softball team or, uh, you know, I don't know, or your kids are are involved in sports. And if if your children are involved in sports, uh, I I, I took Brooklyn to a a basketball practice. Now, Brooklyn lives in Steelville, but right now, and Steelville is a very small community, but they brought her up here to Columbia to play in a basketball league in Columbia and Jeff City, because the competition's so much better, okay? So I went to to her practice with her one day, because I think Brandon Beck was at camp or something, and... And uh, they were out of town, and so they wanted me to bring her up here. I came from camp and brought her up here and, and went to practice with her. And, man, their, the coach was, man, coaching them like crazy from the beginning to the middle to the end. The coach is coaching them kids up, you know, telling them what they need to do. I mean, talking to them and, and, and telling them every, every, every move that they needed to make and, and, and teaching them every skill and that's exactly what it takes. If, if we're gonna be successful in a sport, or we're gonna be successful playing a musical instrument, or successful in anything that we are successful in life, it takes practice. And so here's what Paul said He said, Keep practicing. Keep practicing. This plan for peace over and over and over. Keep practicing these principles that I have taught you over and over again. Practice rejoicing. Practice thinking thinking upon the word of God. Practice (coughs) thinking upon things that are noble. Practice thinking upon things that are praiseworthy. Keep practicing thinking upon things that are, that are of a of valuable and of a good report. Keep practicing your prayer life. Keep practicing walking by faith. Practice repentance. Practice forgiveness. Practice all these things over and over and over again today. Practice a godly attitude. Practice a godly lifestyle over and over again. Paul said this, keep putting into practice all you've learned to receive from me. And then when you practice it, practice it, practice it over and over and over again. You know, when, when Lauren was a little girl, uh, she was in gym, involved with gymnastics. And so I made her a balance beam, you know, and it, it wasn't a real, it wasn't like a, like a three-foot one that's, like, about this far off the ground. Because she's only, like, eight years old, you know. I didn't want her to get a brain concussion, you know. So her and her friend, they were both in gymnastics, and they would get on that beam, and they would practice, and they'd do the routines on that beam, and they'd do all these flips, and then they'd fall off, and they'd get back on, and they'd fall fall off again and try to do a flip and fall off, and, you know but they kept getting back up. They kept practicing over and over and over and over again. And that's what it takes, that's what Paul said. Keep practicing. Are we, are we, are we gonna make some mistakes? Yes, we're gonna make a lot of mistakes. It's not, that's not time to quit, it's not time to give up, okay? I don't care what you did last night, this is no time to quit. This is no time to give up. I don't care what happened six months ago. This is no time to quit, this is no time to give up. We've blown it in the past. That's okay. Get up. Get up and keep practicing your faith and keep living for God and just get up again. Get up and try it all over again. God has a perfect plan for peace for every one of us. And our attitude can be the most treasured asset that we have or it can be the most devastating liability. The choice is mine. Debbie, the choice is mine. The choice is ours, okay? I decide. I decide. And so I've decided this by reading God's word. God has a plan for peace. And his his plan does not include worry. Don't worry about anything. Start telling God what you need, okay? If you need more money, tell God you need more money, okay? And then stop spending so much money stop wasting stuff, okay? But tell God be honest with you, tell God what you need. You know, several years ago Brandon was in Bible college and I was a full-time pastor. You know? And it's like, man, he's in Bible college and we're trying to, you know, pay his way through school and and uh and at that time we we're selling lots of stuff on on eBay. And I was selling stuff on eBay when few people were doing it. And uh, I would pray. I'd say, God, help me to find something that's really valuable that I can sell. And I, and I would go to a garage sale and find stuff, and I would bring it home and sell it for 200 bucks. And I did it, or $50. Or $20. I'd do it over and over and over again. And sometimes I'd just pray about it. I'd say, God, we got some bills coming in here. God, help me to find something. And God would bring something. God would bring something our way. Listen, it works. It works. We can trust in God. We can believe upon him. We can stand upon God's word. but God's, God has a plan for peace, okay? And my attitude is going to determine my destination today. I'm learning to rejoice. Do I like everything that happens in my life? No, I don't, okay? Because there's a lot of bad stuff that happens, but I'm learning to rejoice in all things. I'm learning to rejoice. I'm learning to celebrate. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I'm trusting in you, Lord. I found that prayer is my solution to worry. Prayer is the cure for worry. And then I'm practicing God's plan for peace over and over and over again. This is God's will. This is God's will. Stand with us today. Let's stand. Let's close, up. Let's close this portion of service with prayer. And then we're going to sing. Maybe we're going to sing. I don't know if we're going to sing. Spend, spend some time in prayer. Spend some time talking to God. Spend some time in fellowship with the Lord today. I don't know where you're at, but let God minister in your life this morning. But let's close our online portion of this service with this prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, today, God, that you have got a plan and a prescription for peace. It does not include worry. Because worry is only going to distract us from prayer. And worry is only going to distract us from focusing on what is true and right and honorable and lovely and of a good report. But God, teach us your ways teach us to trust in you because God if we will stop worrying and start praying and start expressing exactly what we need and thanking you for what we've already done God we're going to be equipped with peace in our life your peace is going to invade our heart and mind help us I pray there's folks that are struggling right now there's someone in this in this room right now and they're struggling in just a sea of, of just anxiety, just a sea of stress, and you just don't know what you're going to do. Maybe you've just lost a job. Maybe you've just lost a close friend or a companion. I don't know, but Lord, you know, God, the needs. You know the cry of our heart, and God, we need you, Lord, today to show up in our life. Make yourself real and true unto us right now, God. Holy Spirit, Just wrap your arms around us right now, and God, be the comfort and be the strength that we need. God, bless someone today. Help someone today. Encourage someone today. God, we thank you, Lord, for these things. In Christ Jesus, amen. This morning, let's just sing and pray today. Let's talk to the Lord. Just spend some time with the Lord. Let God do something in your life.